Welcome to the Wonder Women podcast. My name is Katie Freeman and I am your host. Every week I bring you two interviews with female and non-binary makers of all kinds from all around the world. Today's guest is Miriam and Miriam lives in Nigeria. She has a nine to five as a project manager in construction and then she also has her own interior design business and makes wood signs as well as uh, being an avid reader and hosting several book clubs. Oh and she's a mom of three so let's just say she's busy but enjoys every minute of it. Before we hop into the interview with Miriam, I want to give a big shout out and thank you to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much, Kevin, Lefty's Woodshop, Christy, Twisted Twine, Christina B., Jeremy Spies, Sammy, Go Sammy Lee, Sven, Dwarf Size Workshop, Rachel, Moody Makes, Bonnie, Tool Mom Bonnie, ToolMomStore.com, Laura, Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou Made by Mary Lou, Amy Bison Valley Carving, Dan and Kelly Reclaim Living Store, Brandy Studio Obey, Kathy One Girl and Her Tools, Ellen Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your ongoing and continued support of the podcast. You all help me to produce two episodes a week, every week. So thank you very much. And with no further ado, here is Miriam. Well, I always start by letting my guests introduce themselves. So when you are ready, I'm going to let you do that. Okay. Fine. Good day. I'm Mariam. Um, I'm a mom of three. I'm a builder. <laughs> I'm a quantity surveyor and an interior designer. I can call myself a multi-potential light because I, I, I have interest in a lot of things. I do crafts too. I'm also into wood signs um, for whole decor for home decoration. I'm also into gift items and I'm a reader as well. So basically that summarizes who Maria is. Uh, amazing. Um, <clears throat> so you have three kids. What are, what are their age ranges? Um, my first is 11 and my last is five. Okay. So good, good age range there. Um, and what, uh, since I know where you're coming from, uh, my listeners may not know. So um, where are you located? I'm from, I'm basically, uh, I'm in Nigeria, Africa. Awesome. And <clears throat> were you uh, born there? Yes, I was. Okay. What, what were you, like, what did you enjoy doing as a kid growing up? Reading. Reading? <laughs> yes. 
reading is something I do effortlessly. Um, and I omitted that too. I have a book club for kids. Oh. I do book review. I read a lot. So I still, I have a book club for kids and adults. For the kids, we just do random reading. For adults, we do whatever comes to mind. Yeah, sometimes we do business books. And sometimes we just do things just to keep ourselves busy, to share ideas and look at things from different perspectives as well. Mm-hmm. Were there certain types of things you enjoyed reading more than others um, as a kid? Yes, that's, I can answer that. Yes. <laughs> um, growing up, reading, uh, you know, once you read, you might not have time for other things because reading takes so much of your time and it's fun doing it. So you get, you just get, you're into it. You forget every other thing. That's the way it has always been for me. So reading is something I do when I'm stressed, when I'm tired, when I just feel like, oh, let me just get busy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not, so reading is something I've always been doing. Um, from childhood. So I can say reading is something I enjoy a lot. Have I been into craft from childhood? No. I think it was when I grew up that I started realizing I like doing things with my hand. I like creating things with my hands. I like seeing results. I like seeing what it is going to look like at the end of it. But basically it has always been reading from childhood. Okay. With with the craft, how did you get um started with it okay like i said um into construction i and then i have my own company that i do interior work for people i do interior designing so i i had a client that wanted me to do wood signs and all the stores i went to around don't have the exact design I wanted. This thing is just pine wood. I can't, you know, I just had to get my cricket mash. I just had to get one of my cutter and start. And that was what got me into craft. Then I have always, I grew up from a large family and I've always loved the idea of gifting. That, you know, it, there's this joy that comes with, oh, you got this, oh, I got this. So I was just like, oh, this wood pine can be used as a gift for people around me. Yeah. So I started creating signs for, yes. And I started creating wood signs. Um, that took me into cards. Okay, I can also use my cutter to get this for the cards. And basically, that's what took me into craft. My clients were actually the one that made me go into craft because they wanted something and I wanted to deliver. Mm-hmm. And I felt it's something I can do. And the first client I delivered to actually appreciate that she was like, oh, really? You did it yourself? That's so nice. Oh, can you do this for my friend? I was just like, yes, really, I can, sure. And I was like, whoa, so people like it. You know, at the decision, I wasn't so sure of the result I was getting because um, being a reader, I've always like, you know, when you want something to be so perfect that you felt, oh, if I've done it this way, really look handmade, really look, uh, uh, there's this, you know, there's this really look handmade, really look this way because I have not done it before. We, the feedback she gave me actually made me realize, oh, it's nice. I can do it. And I started, so I have that. So <clears throat> with your, with interior so design. That took me into craft. Okay. With your I'm interior sure. design, did you, um, did you I, go to school for that? Yes, I did. 
Okay. I did a certificate course in interior designing. Okay. And you said construction as well. Um, do you like um, when you're doing uh, designs, are you running like a crew to help to build out your designs? <laughs> yes, I have um, hard dog staffs because there's sometimes you can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it depends on what I'm building, actually. If it's basically, I am more specialized in renovation, revamping. So I have ad hoc staffs that I have on men that do some of my woodwork. Mm-hmm. I just created the design. I have the, yeah, I still do a nine to five, actually. So I just split my time between my reading, my crafts, and my design. So yes, I have staffs that do some of my and do work for me. Okay. What what do you what do you do for your uh, nine to five job? Um, I'm a project manager for construction company. Okay. Oh, I said a quantity surveyor, a cost. Oh accountant for construction work okay um so when in your in your part of the world are there a lot of women in in um, interior design in the construction industry um yes they have i can say women are more in the interior industry because it has to do with finishing. Although interior designers are meant to be part of the construction team from inception. Um, but when it comes to core construction, um, the site, the major site work, there are lesser female in the industry because it's tedious. Mm-hmm. It's very, very tedious there. And um, for females in construction, um, basically, let me say, Mostly, the way it is, people tend to take men more serious in some field than female contemporary because they believe the female gender is, um, how do I put that? They are, we are more, we, we are softer in nature that we are not expected to do something. And for me, I, I, I disagree with that because I believe what is what doing is what doing well. And I'm of the school of thought that every gender does not have any role defined. Everybody can play their part and do well in whatever it is they choose to do. So in construction, we have lesser female, actually, as builders, practicing, to be precise, practicing. We have lesser females practicing in my whole part of the world as builders in the industry. Okay. And I would say it's that's actually um, very similar to uh, in the United States as well. Like the people who are doing the building, there's fewer females than, than males. When it comes to craft and your signs, what... Um, do you, do you feel like there are more women who do that work? Yes, I can say 
they are more females who are now. Um, before I started my craft, you know, I actually went online and in my own part of the world, especially in Nigeria, there are lesser female into crafts because some of those materials needed are not easily avoid, uh, found around us. So you just have to think outside the box. You know, uh, let me use get me getting a cotton machine, for example. You know, it took me a very long time before I realized, okay, instead of me cutting by hand, that I could actually get a cutter to make my work easier. And I actually had to buy the side item in into Nigeria because red resellers for those machines craft. Um, you know, we have our own fashion. Most females that are into craft are more tending towards the fashion aspect of craft. Most people are not into the home crafting going into wood signs uh we have a lot of people now in the gift sector that really have to do their things and create their own signs and designs themselves so the specialized area for each crafter is different now with the way the event industry is we have a lot of crafters that are into paper crafts that are creating a lot of amazing designs. Um, we have, yes, females are now more in craft as compared to the way it used to be in Nigeria. Hey, makers. I wanna tell you a little bit about today's episode's sponsor, Athena Outfitters. So when I'm in the market for a new pair of work boots, I do a ton of research, make sure I'm getting something that's going to fit right and going to last. Well, Athena Outfitters is a quality workwear brand for hardworking women that has a tons of experience with footwear. They've taken the time to select the very best shoes and boots made by each of the most reliable footwear brands and when I shop at Athena Outfitters site, it saves me time and energy because I trust that they found the best shoes for every job and activity. Plus bonus, you can shop online. So next time you need new work boots or some other type of high performance shoe, check out athenaoutfitters.com, uh, gear with grit. And Athena is A-T-H-E-N-A -E and then outfitters.com. You can also get a special discount at checkout by using the coupon code MM, that's capital M, capital M15 for 15% off any purchase just because you're a listener of the podcast. All right, let's hop back into the episode. Um, why do you think that more women are getting into craft now? Hmm. I would look at it from different perspectives. One, um, people get into craft for different reasons. Presently in Nigeria, crafters are actually young people trying to create uh, an industry for crafts in Nigeria, trying to create a business out of crafts. And um, 
some people get got into crap basically to most women got into crap so they can have um, they don't have to do a nine to five so they can have more time for their family and something they can do within their house without having to go out except maybe to get their craft items so i can say we have those set of people that are into craft so that they can have control over their time and we have others that got into craft um for passion just to as a kind of therapy some people go into craft just to keep them busy not basically to sell but just to see themselves creating beautiful and amazing things while others are into craft for business purposes so they can create an industry out of it build a business that will, they will be more in control of their own timing that, that makes a lot of sense I believe you mentioned earlier that sometimes um, the materials or the uh, equipment to be able to create hasn't always been available. Um, does that, do you think that continues to be a barrier for people to get into it? Um, no, that's my barrier because when it comes to business, um, people always tend to look out for opportunities in every area they find themselves. And I think that's built by different individuals. Although we know we don't have it all, but basically now we have a lot of resellers with all sort of cotton machine, with all sort of vinyls, with all sort of things you can think of. Although we don't have them as much as you know, when you go to YouTube and you say, oh, so I can use this item to do this. Oh, can I get it? No, I have to buy it on Amazon. You have to think of all other stores that you can get there. But compared to the way it was, let me say three, four, five years ago, we have lots of people now that are filling the gap for people to get idea items around us here. That's, <clears throat> that's good because, um, I mean, like, you said, you know, there's people just getting into it to create or to make a business. Um, so it, it sounds like uh, the, the need is increasing. And so uh, people are coming with what to fill that gap. So you have a, a nine to five job. You have your interior design business. You have, you do uh, the crafting, you do reading, and you have three children. So how how do you manage it all? Uh, well, um, let me start with this, that I have a supporting partner, because that makes it a whole lot easier. Then I, I have always had this belief that... Um, I'm not, when I, when I put all this analysis out, I'm not saying it because it's going to sound very easy and simple. I'm not saying it because it's easy and simple, but I'm just saying it that it's doable. It's all about um, your mind, how you see things, because we all have 24 hours. Whether you feel your 24 hours with deliberate action or you just let your 24 hours go, the day will still go. So uh, as a mother, I think I bring the kids on board. I give them uh, and there's something we do in my house, consequence of action. Okay, I want to do this. These are the consequences. And this is how it's going to affect us. If I don't do this, these are the consequences. And these are what we have to 
So the kids are on board. So when I tell them, oh, I have to be at work very early, I have a meeting, please, I need, when I say stand, you people stand. Don't waste my time. They understand where I am coming from. And when I say, oh, today I want to do my craft work, do you want to join me? Yes, um, they also enjoy that. And when I say, oh, I have a book review, I need to do some videos, I need you people to please create my time for me. It's just like um, on daily basis, I, I have grown. I am not going to use the word target as if I followed, I followed those target rigidly. No, it's not rigid. I just have to, on daily basis, I have things I put my mind to. Now, okay, today, this is how I want the day to go. Mostly, I tend to achieve for the city a whole lot easier for me. Putting, okay, during my lunch break, what are the things that I can achieve in between that can help me save time on this? Okay, on my way home, so I want to drive, so I want to use the public transport. Okay, if I am driving, it's going to take so soon number of hours away from my time. If I want to use the public transport system okay can i get two hours to read so i just tend to plan my time and schedule in such a way that it works for me and um, those are home to also understand they are also on board so it's easier that way that's just a summary of how it has been working <laughs> uh do you do you enjoy the the fact that not every day is the same Yes, that is what I enjoy most about my construction work. Um, I have always been a restless child, apart from when I have my book. <laughs> I don't like, I, I, I worked in the banking sector for a short period of time, and I realized I, I was one of the, I didn't enjoy myself at all, because doing the same thing over and over was boring for me, and having to sit in a place for a very long time wasn't what, something I enjoyed. So with construction, um, the fact that I move around a lot, then I face different challenges on daily basis. And I have to be, on, you know, you have to think a solution on the spot to solve those problems. It challenges me as an individual and it makes me feel fulfilled. At the end of the day, when those things are resolved, I was like, oh, you've made a lot of sense. You know, that's where I tend to tell myself. I pat myself on the head on daily basis. And I'm like, oh, well, today. So it makes it a whole lot easier for me to just face the next day. Um, yes, the fact that I don't have to do the same thing over and over is one of the things I enjoy about my nine to five. And it's also the same thing I enjoy about my business because it's crafts. Um, the ideas of what you create, mostly the client to tell you, I wanted this area. And you have to start thinking, how can I get this thing achieved? You have to keep, come up with your own drafts or how you want to make it work. So those are the things that challenge me that make me really enjoy what I do. I definitely understand that. That is one of the things I enjoy most as well about um, having kind of different businesses and activities and each day is different. You mentioned that um, uh, uh, your kids do enjoy crafting with you as well. Yes, they do. What kind of things do they enjoy to do with you? Um, we create unread cards um, and they like exploring. Um, I think even my eldest kids have more time for cards now more than I do. So I just like, oh, please, can you help me create this card? We have to give someone. I just like, oh, mom, really? I say, yes, please do. 
and I've made I made her realize that see, for me, craft is the way is is a means of expression. And I used to tell her, see, don't expect perfection. Now I understand I, it doesn't have to be perfect. The thought behind it, the 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 fact that you can create and you can see what you're creating. Then in the course of creating something, you have idea for something else and you'll be able to pen it and look at how different it can come out. So I think they enjoy that too. And it's always exciting when they tell me, oh, mom, my friend has a birthday tomorrow in school. Can I create a kind of like, please go ahead, go ahead. And so it's more like our our time, uh, me time for me and the kids. We ever we are ever crafting. We don't want to be the serious mom and child time. You know, no, don't do this, don't do that. No, no, okay, let's craft. It's our time to just bond for us. <clears throat> do you see them then being passionate about crafting when they become adults? Um using myself as an example now, I enjoy my night to five. I love what I do, but I also realize I enjoy my craft. Um, in my own side, from my own side of the world, while I was growing up, you know, once a child can read a lot, the next thing that comes up, oh, she should be in sciences. For me now, I think I'm giving them an open ground because um, crafting is beyond what we used to see. It's 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 a very it's is is it's um it's how do I put the word it is vast. Mm -hmm. So if that's the way they want to express themselves, they're free. I would really really enjoy to see what they can come up with, what they can create. It's going to be amazing. See, like, wow, really you did that? I would I would love to see what they can come up with. if they really want to be into craft, art, or anything that makes them happy. As long as it's cool, I'm fine with it. When you you get to spend that time bonding together with your kids, um, and I also like uh, to spend time crafting with my kids too. Um, it's it's fun seeing their uh, imagination and what they come up with. True. You mentioned about the understanding that it doesn't have to be perfect. How did, how did you get to that point of being okay with it not being perfect? Um, when I, you know, I, I mentioned that when I first started woodwork, I went to YouTube. So when I see other people's creation, at the initial, I was very intimidated that, wow, you didn't study art. You don't know how to draw like that. So how can you, you can, sorry, stop. So, you know, I, I, at initial, I was already, I was intimidated by the creation others are coming up with by seeing their work. I was, you know, after I was just like, see, I, I had to talk to myself, see, it's, um, it's your creativity. Number one, don't copy. Let your style show. If you feel this is your own creation, you should be proud of whatever it is you come up with and you can only get better by doing so I think I had to draw down the noise. I had to just let it, okay, whatever it is I see on YouTube is just to motivate and inspire my opinion interest. It is not for me to sit down and start pinpointing all my errors or start nipping, oh, this is this. And I think when I, at initial, when I was doing that, oh, the, you know, when, you ha when I have my veneer on my wood and I have to peel it up when it peels up with the paint, I was like, ah, no, this paint is off here. Yeah. But I was just like, well, it looks, it looks, 
gosh, I, I like it this way. As I guess when I was, I wanted it to be perfect. You know, I showed my husband what he was like, but it's still, it shows I can read what you wrote and it's nice. I was like, really, but the paint came off here. Oh, but it is you that is seeing that. I saw what you wrote. I can't see where you point. I was like, really? Well, I had to call my daughter. She was like, mom, is nice. I was like, oh, really? Thank you. So afterwards, I now started believing, you know, the confidence. My, the more I started creating more designs, I was able to understand how to reduce the pillow. I was able to understand a lot of things and my confidence started coming up. Because of what I experienced, I had to let my children, you know, when they are crafting and I'm crafting, and you know, they tend to pick to into what you're doing. I'm mom, you've done this. Oh, my mom, look at where I am. Oh, mom, look at this. I was like, calm down. You get there. This is mine. This is yours. Just make yours yours. Do it your own way. Let's see what you can come up with. You know, I felt what I went through for the short time I was trying to perfect like others. I was I wasn't happy about it because I stopped for a while. I stopped creating like ah. I'm going to make errors. There are going to be errors in my design. I may not get it right. Well, I didn't want them to go through that because I wasn't happy about that. When I was feeling that mood, when I was in that mood, I wasn't happy about it. It was like you've been doing something from her, for hers. And by the time you saw the end results, you just felt, oh, why did I waste my time? So I didn't want them to go through that. As I had to let them see, your work is your work. It doesn't have to be perfect. For as long as you like it, and I think we tend to be hard on ourselves. We tend to pick ourselves apart. We tend to look at our mistakes more than we tend to look at how good we are, how we've come, or how very good we've improved in what we've started. So I didn't want them to go through that. As I, I keep telling myself as a reminder and also tell them, say, it's your work. So anytime I feel that, I tend to tell myself, but you remember you told your kid, it doesn't have to be perfect, so please. Look at it. If you can correct it, fine. Go ahead and correct it. If you can't, just let it be. And do another one and another one. So that's where I've been able to get over that. It's it's a continuous process, right? Getting to a point where you're not uh, so critical of your own work. Okay. So what, what type of space do you have for doing your, for making your creations? Um, I have, um, I have a store at home and I have an home office for anything that's, anything that's paint related. I create them outside at the store because it's going to be messy. Or most times when I'm creating with the kids, I have to make sure we are outside. So I don't have to shout, you've seen my wall or you've done this. That, um, I, have, I don't want to go through that. So we just stay outside behind my, my outdoor store to create that. But I have an home office that after I've done all the network and it has dried out, I cannot bring it in to my home office to do the finishing touch. So that's, we have been feeling with. But most times, um, my craft items. <laughs> Sometimes I have to clear them from my dining table. Like, okay, let me just put this here. I'll come back and pick this. Before you realize it, everywhere is messy. And you're like, oh, really? I don't know how I have all this here. You have to start clearing. Yes, so I use my home office. Yeah, sometimes I use my dining table, then I use my store. <laughs> um, is there something that you want to try like a new um 
a new item to make or a new skill? Yes, I'm already on it. <laughs> Watercolor painting. Watercolor painting. Yeah. I've started. I think I've already started for a class online. <laughs> you know, going into craft has opened my mind to lots of possibilities of things you can do. You know, when you go and you're like, oh, really? I think um, when I started craft, I, I had to learn Photoshop. I had to learn how to use Illustrator. You know, I was science oriented. I wasn't a computer guru. But you know, when I look at what people create, I was like, oh, really? How did they do that? They do that. So I just go on and learn all those things. So um, I can say I'm a sucker for learning. I like knowing things. I like improving on whatever skill I have. So I think um, presently, I am on watercolor painting. And I'm, I just started a class, I think, this week. <laughs> because I saw a discounted course online and I just registered for it. So that's what I am on to now. Today's episode is brought to you by ToolMomStore.com. ToolMom and company is for all ages, genders. They have what you need for your one-stop tool-related merchandise of gifts and clothing. Uh, the products are fun, fashionable, one-of-a-kind. In fact, I have two of the mugs. Uh, one has a circular saw with flames coming off of it and says, Go Girl. Another one has the definition of a tool chick. Both of them are super awesome, and I have coffee out of them almost every morning. So check out toolmomstore.com or find them on Instagram at toolmombonnie. You can receive an extra 20% off at a checkout by using the code MAKERMOM. That's awesome. Do you, like you said, you enjoy learning. So do you think you will continue to grow uh in crafting uh forever yes um for what i've seen with crafting crafting is also a sort of therapy for me i i enjoy creating and it's something i realized okay yes my nine to five is there yes um i'm already building a business around my crafts sincerity it's, um, I have um, all my bounties where I do home gift items. Um, most of what I do previously was to buy items and have as a reseller. But now I create my own in-house items. So it's something I'm looking at expanding and growing with. And yes, the, the hard part of it with Illustrator, now I've seen the endless possibilities with um creating files, creating um, files that can be used by people. You know, when you go online at times and you see people's SVG and you're like, oh no, really? Yes, I want this, but I don't want this aspect of it. Now I can create those things myself without having to think of, okay, where do I get my, um, where do I get my, um, what's it called, artwork? Where do I get my this? I can create them myself. Yes, um, 
growing into heart is, and it's something I'm looking at. And with heart, you know, you keep growing, you keep learning, and there's no way you can ever learn everything. You just keep evolving and you just keep growing and enjoy what you do. That's also very important. Yes, it is. Is there, uh, have you started overlapping your love of reading and love of craft? Are there books that you enjoy reading about craft? Unconsciously, I think um, now that I go to bookstores, I pick books on painting. I pick books. I was like, oh, really? Did I buy anything on? I was like, why? Um, and I omitted this as well. I think before I started my nine to five, I was also into beadwork making, wire work, uh, crafts, wire wrapping, and all that. Yes. So now that I'm into um, wood science, I think I came up with an idea of using my idea of plant seed beads and wire to create a design on canvas to see how I can combine that and see how I can bring those ones together. So for my book reading, I think for now, what I'm doing with that is just to learn and try to make people see that if I, as a construction person can diversify into heart. There is endless possibility of you. You, as we as women can learn anything, we can grow. There's no limitation to our growth. The only thing is just for you to believe and start working towards what you believe in. So for the book and the craft, I imagine them by teaching people that you can do anything and there's no time that is too late for you. I, I do, um, what's it called? I do book review, then I do training and lecture for children between the age of five and 16, for them to see that it's, um, it's an amazing process for you, that even when you feel you've reached this age in this field, if you find that you're in this field, stop you from going and expanding. So I'm also of the view that for you to change someone's perspective, you have to first touch their mind, process how they process information and how it can help them grow. So I use that aspect of my book reading to help people grow and see the possibility of them doing anything they can want to do. Yeah, um, there's so much <clears throat> knowledge out there. Um, both written and uh, you know online with YouTube and such. Do you foresee yourself ever writing your own books? Yes. Um, <laughs> I think um, from childhood, I will, I will say this, I've always been a very controversial person. I've always been someone that believes before, why? If you tell me to do something, I'll say, why? Why should I do that? Why do you want me to do it? If I'm not convinced, I won't do it. Or if you want me to do something, I, I will do, if I don't do it, what's going to be the consequence? That's how I came about the consequence of action with my kids. Because when you start seeing yourself in your kids, you start panicking. I hope they wouldn't disturb as much as I was when I was at their age. So yes, 
I've had one currently, even though I've not published on me, myself, and I, that I, I talked about self-belief. I talked about um, the power of your thoughts and how, how you can do whatever it is you want to do and about how not going against your principle when you're growing in terms of, you know, that's why I have the target of zero to 16. Oh, zero age, five to 16, because I feel that's the formative age where you can help them form part of their habit that actually becomes who they are. Because um, I tend to question myself a lot. How did I turn out the way I am? How did I always know, okay, this is, how have I always been a serious person? I'm not too serious. I play with my friends, but mostly people don't tend to see the fun part because, um, I'm always up and doing. I've always had, um, how was it called? Daily activity for myself. I've always had this, okay, I want to do A, B, C, D. Oh, no matter how stressful it is. People are, you know, when you tell people, Mariam, people tend to like, oh, Mariam, she will do what she says she wants to do. So I tend to question, how did I, you know, now that I'm grown, I was wondering, how did I come up with those I have been showing, how did I, how did I know I have to be focused? Of course, how did I know I have to be self-disciplined? You know, it was as if it was ingrained in me, but I was trying to question, how did I? So I realized that um, I have been a reader from childhood. You know, consciously or unconsciously, the things you read, you put them in your mind and you act them out. So I realized the, the book I have read have helped turn me out one way or the other to shape my perspective about a lot of things and it has helped me. So that is why I, the book I wrote, me, myself and I was basically for my children. So they would know, oh, you're stressed. You know, it's not just you. I've always been uh, a controller. My second child, is turning out to be like me. When you tell her to do this, you're like, mom, why? I was like, see, I've always also questioned things. Please, if you want to question me, tell me your own why. Why don't you want to? Tell me the consequence. If you do what I want you to do, what do you think is the advantage? If you do what you want to do, have we talked about the positive advantage, the positive consequence and the negative consequence? So I wrote that book to help my kids, like a guide. Well, I, have, I, I can see myself writing more or, and publishing that to help more than just my own kids to share with a lot of other kids so they can aspire and look inward and be themselves from whatever age they are. So by the time they grow up, they will be able to know they've done the best they could and they could do better. That's uh, amazing. I know that writing a book is no small feat. Um, it takes, <clears throat> I, I guess personally, I find it to be a difficult task. Um, <laughs> so, so I, I admire you for taking on that, that task. Um. Ah, writing the book, you know, we also say our home is going to be, is going to influence part of who we have. My dad has always been a diarist, someone that like penning down things almost on daily basis. I think 
I grew into that. So I've always kept a diary of day-to-day activity. That's why it made it easier for me to be able to pen how I want things. So when the thought came to me, I think I took that from my dad. Every child in my house have a file where you have, okay, all the activities that happened before you, when, when you were born, what happened, how it influenced the parents' decision. Okay, it is everything is just like, a, it's been documented for you to read when you grow up. So by the time I had my first child, I was like, ah, it would be nice for her to know all this information. So I did the documentation of those things, like a, uh, a memo for them when they grew up. And um, I just started writing from there. Uh, okay, I'll write. I may not write in three months, but the way that I'll just pick up and I'll fill a lot of pages. I'm like, okay, I can keep feeling. So that's how I, and the purpose of the writing there wasn't to publish. It was just for me to document my experience so my kids can learn from them and see how it can help shaping them to be who they want to be. So writing the book is not a small feat. It's not something you can, well, to some people it's easier. I can tell myself, uh, being a science student, I've never even seen myself writing a book then. But now I realize it's not something you can just do in a day. It takes time. And if you really put your mind to it, you can just do it one page at a time. Very good advice. Um, I'll have to try to remember that. As I, as I work on my own, so I'll have to try to remember that. Um, uh, well, Miriam, we're close to the end of our time together, so I want to give you uh, the opportunity to let everybody know how they can uh, find you and, and see all the work that you're up to. Um, thank you so very much. Um, I have um, three pages online on Instagram, precisely. I have Phase at Phase Divs Nigeria, where I do basically I specialize in renovation work, project management, procurement, and um, for all kind of construction work, basically. Then I have um, at Bounties Homes and Gifts, where we look at. Um, spreading love and happiness via gifting, um, mostly handmade gifts for loved ones, family and friends. Then I have um, my personal page, Miriam.Folakemi, where majorly I talk about books. I do book reviews. I, <laughs> so that's then on Facebook. I have a YouTube page, but for now it's the month because I've not been doing anything on that. I've just been very busy. I've not had time to put some videos. But with my three pages on Instagram, I believe we can can get a lot of information and get across there. Thank you so very much. Yes. And I'll include the links to those Instagram pages um, so that people can find you and follow along with you. And thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. Thank you so very much. It's a pleasure being on your podcast. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Again, that was Miriam. And I will include all the links on how you can follow along with her 
in the show notes for today's episode. You can find that just in the description on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Speaking of which, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and pretty much everywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, please remember to head on over to iTunes and leave a review and share about the podcast with a friend. That is the best way for us to find new listeners and to spread the stories of all of these amazing uh, makers. So we'd really appreciate that. Make sure you follow along over on Instagram. That's just at Wonder Women pod and that's women with an en instead of an an so wonder women pod you can also find uh or check out joining the tribe over on patreon under that as well wonder women pod uh again an en instead of an an and uh join over there on helping to support the podcast helping me to produce two episodes a week every wednesday and friday it is greatly appreciated and i think i think we're due for like a virtual zoom hangout so i'll look at getting that on the schedule uh let's look at may so i'll let you guys know when that comes up and if you're a patron you'll have access to that virtual hangout All right, when I'm not interviewing fantastic makers and producing podcast episodes, you can find me designing and making furniture and home decor at freemanfurnishings.com and at freemanfurnishings pretty much across all social media, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Facebook, you name it, I'm there. Um, I'm active on a daily basis, though, on Instagram and TikTok so you can see what project I'm currently working on and what my latest dance moves are in the shop. Um, So yeah, go check it out. Say hi. Um, I love when people come over from the podcast and uh, gives me an opportunity to interact with you and get to know you. All right. So it's Friday. I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Get out and make something and I will see you all next. I will see you next week with all brand new episodes. Thank you.